7.35. Now, it's been 100 days since President Moon Jae-in took office. Uh, a big round number, of course, and draws a lot of attention. We've seen plenty of changes from the time of his predecessor, as I think will be emphasised when he marks the occasion with a live press conference open to free questions, something that Park was criticised for not doing often enough. Let's bring in Dr Kim Jun, Research Fellow at the ASEAN Institute for Policy Studies. Good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Alex. So, an unscripted press conference. It uh, reveals a man who's comfortable in his own skin and in his own office, I guess, too. What do you think it tells us about his communication style? Well, yeah, definitely. President Park, uh, the former President Park, uh, she didn't have a 100 days uh, press conference. Uh, she was the only one, actually, among the old presidents. And it definitely shows that he is uh, capable to communicate with people. And he uh, has no hesitance uh, to have and hold the press conference um, as his predecessor did. Uh, and that was shown that they won, I think. I mean, he took uh, the selfish to people and he hugged the people and waited for a great school kid um, until he pulled out his note out of his backpack, you know, to get uh, the autograph. And all of those behavior and actions and responses shows that um, the people's um, demand was met. Basically, uh, we uh, Koreans wanted to have the president who is not out of touch and very much... Uh, you know, co- communicatable um, to the people and listen to the people. So on that regard, I think he's quite successful. Beyond the the top marks for communication, though, how would you generally assess these 100 days in office? Well, it's premature to evaluate the one at one, 100 days, but uh, we could see the uh, the direction of this government. I mean, he laid out the groundwork and uh, also showed the blueprint of this government and where it's going to go for the next five years. And definitely it is more concerned about the inequality problem in the society. And he shows that through the, his economic plans. Um, domestically, there are some thorny issues like bad deployment and, uh, the, and nuclear power plant issues, and etc. cetera. Uh, but the, it seems that um, at least you know, for sure he worked really hard, but there's some issues debatable. Uh, on the foreign policy regard, um, he d- did a pretty successful summit with uh, President Trump in the United States and also the, the good international community debut in the G20. Uh, but the North Korean threat is still there and is escalating. And frankly speaking, there's nothing really much for him to do. And that is a little bit unfortunate. Yeah. Well, let's just focus on North Korea for a moment. It's mm-hmm. still an issue that's unfolding and I'm sure there'll be plenty more to say on that beyond these 100 days but mm-hmm. uh, it, it's influenced a number of issues like THAAD deployment for example um, mm-hmm. we could say President Moon has uh, flip-flopped on his original stance or right. a, a positive way of putting it would be that he's been prepared to, to take a practical stance and change his initial views on THAAD uh, in response to what's happening with North Korea um, plus of course he came out and he's still saying that he's open to cooperation and dialogue, even with North Korea showing an apparent unwillingness um, and not taking the Moon Jae-in administration seriously. So, so we had the Berlin Doctrine next to Park Geun-hye's Dresden Declaration. What's your view on all those issues? Well, I think, uh, first of all, he's going to maintain that his agenda on North Korea 
like a maximum pressure and engagement. Uh, so he's keeping uh, focusing on also putting emphasis on the engagement plan. Uh, but what is important in his uh, Berlin doctrine and everything is the Korea and the Korean government is now um, is not trying to observe the North Korea or trying to artificially unify North Korea. That was a key point. And by saying so, he's trying to get North Korea involved in the engagement and dialogue. The problem is um, the North Korea doesn't want to talk to South Korea. I mean, all the, just all the only partner that North Korea wants to talk and have a dialogue is the United States. So uh, on the flip-flopping of the bad deployment, I would say this is an external shock. And in order to maintain the internal the popularity and the support in Korea, he probably had to just choose uh, the other deployment. I mean, it's just temporary, but it's, everybody knows that it's not going to be temporary. It's probably just permanently um, deployed. So it means because of the domestic regions, he probably couldn't resist uh, that demand within the South Korea for the, that deployment. So it's a little bit hard situation because although he mentioned that uh, and also he got it in the joint statement after the ROK-US summit that South Korea is going to be in the driver's seat. But this is not a situation that not because of the U.S., not because of South Korea, but because of the North Korea, the South Korea can be possibly in the driver's seat. So it's a pretty difficult situation. Right. I mean, just wondering if there's anything that mm-hmm. President Moon could do to take that driver's seat. We we know that he's been pretty firm mm-hmm. with the alliance with the United States. I'm yeah. not suggesting for a second he shouldn't be, but potentially if he were to um, take a different tact, if, if he was trying to find another way of communicating <laughs> on these complicated regional alliances, do you think it would open the door with Pyongyang somehow? Well, I think President Moon is opening the door to Pyongyang. The problem is from the North Korean side, and they are not. Uh, they do not really think it's very valuable or uh, strategically uh, important to talk to South Korea, and that's the where uh, um, the all the problems come from for mm. South Korea. I mean, obviously, North Korea's position through its state media, as far as we can mm-hmm. judge, is that uh, President Moon is not sincere when he talks about wanting cooperation, but at the same time pursuing joint military drills with the US and so on. Uh, we welcome feedback from our listeners too. If you want to have your message 100 days into President Moon's period in office, pound sharp 1013 for 51 per message. Dr. Kim, let's also steer towards some domestic agendas as well. Plans to turn public sector irregular workers into regular employees, expanding health insurance, supporting child care, helping the poverty situation around the elderly. It all amounts to over 140 trillion won in welfare spending next year if he were to pursue these five-year plans. What's your view of the side effect of that spending? Well, the side effect will be higher taxation, I think. Um, if you look at the economic plan of his, it's uh, all geared to um, the increasing the uh, disposable income of the people and uh, tax on the richer people, um, and by doing so, they reduce the income inequality in the society. That has been a big uh, problem, and uh, people are really um, too concerned about that. Uh, for example, like the income-driven growth strategy, that is his agenda, uh, economic agenda. 
It's just one of a kind. I mean, um, the, I think he has something similar uh, what President Obama did in the United States in 2009, 2010. Uh, and that's probably why the income-driven growth strategy. Uh, but basically, the whole um, the economic plan and is reduce the in- inequality. It can be the income and anything. And also the expansionary uh, economic policies. Uh, and then the most important thing is that it is supported by the people. I mean, it seems that ordinary Koreans felt that they were deprived of, of by the wealthy people so far, and um, they feel that, that the way the government is now pursuing is the right direction. We've seen quite specific measures like in the real estate market and education mm-hmm. that seem to be geared up towards achieving fairness. and. Right. I don't think just appealing to ordinary people, but genuinely with the ideal of of equality. But is that a realistic goal at the same time? Because we also have a society that that thrives in a a capitalist model where Mm -hmm. those uh, who have advantages, whether they be um, family advantages, educational advantages, or just luck on their side, will thrive. Yeah, okay. That is more like a social problem, actually. The um, housing market regulation is not just uh, the economy or real estate regulation, but it just shows that um, the, how culturally in the, in the Korean society the, the wealth is inherited, and now at this point, people, how people feel about that. And, you know, the approval rating for the, um, the housing uh, regulation was uh, well, I think it's higher than, than 80%. People really felt that somebody is taking advantage of most of the other people, mm. the rest of the country. Um, so it is um, quite aggressive one, but I think they actually uh, saved the last card, uh, which is a property tax for the, uh, those who have more than one or two houses. Um, so, so far, the housing market, um, the regulation, I think it's a simple, to be working, but we have to see until like the September and then the October, which is the, probably the budget season of the moving um, and everything. And if that doesn't work out, then the government feels that they have to put more harsher pressure on the, the market because they have a lesson from the Nomuyan government. When Nomuyan government started to melt down, that was actually uh, due to the housing market and housing prices rocketed, skyrocketed at that time. So they have a lesson, so they probably would not uh, repeat it at all costs. Overall, President Moon himself seems to have this image of being trustworthy. Uh, We see his approval rating remaining high, support for his policies, as you've already emphasized. But what about those officials below him? Uh, there does still seem to be a trust problem. When we look at the investigative bodies in this country, for example, the police, the prosecution, the National Intelligence Service, are his reforms likely to change that? Oh, that we have to say, because that's um, the institutions, and it cannot be really changed with the one policy or something like that. I mean, how do you market? You know, there's a regulation, the policy is a faster market. Uh, but in case of the, for, for example, like prosecutors' offices, I mean, it's been a very solid and strong establishment, um, and uh, you know, the volatile resistance with uh, from within is uh, probably very strong. And uh, but well, partly it depends on the willingness of how much the president and it's his government is going to go for it. 
And also, it is very much supported by a lot of people, and the public has a lot of discontent with the prosecutor's offices and NIS and you know, those uh, the institutions. Um, I don't really think it's going to be easy, uh, but we have to see. <laughs> we really have to see it. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Kim, as before, for joining us with your expert analysis today. Well, thank you, Alex. Dr. Kim Ji-yoon, Research Fellow at the Asset Institute for Policy Studies, looking at President Moon Jae-in's first 100 days in office and what do the coming years hold in store. If he's anything like where he is right now with popularity, he will have been doing very well. And uh, later this morning, we'll hear him speak. You'll have a chance, everyone in the country will, to see that broadcast live an hour-long period, uh, basically speaking to reporters, hundreds of reporters, including those representing foreign media outlets with free questions. Should be really interesting.